This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a Live at five, live at five. Live at well, but you're live, I think. Alive, maybe. Eight minutes after uh, five o'clock here on a Monday. With yours truly, trying to make things happen here. Going to need your help today, folks, please. I'll explain in a bit. Uh, So we should make it an interesting show, needless to say. Uh, And uh, we start now. Just not feeling good. But don't worry. Got my test. The test came back negative. I'm not pregnant, uh, nor do I have COVID, and or anything else for that matter. But boy, I sure feel like it. So uh, bear with me, if you could. Three one five seven five five twelve forty. Just give me a shout tonight. Of course, is the big meeting uh, about Stewart's once again. It's a council meeting. We could talk about that at any given time. Talk about sports. The, the, the big game is tonight between North Carolina and uh, Kansas. Roy Williams, who does he root for? More than likely North Carolina. But uh, that's, that's like watching your two sons play in the, same, in, in, in the same game on the opposing teams. Like, which team do you root for? I guess it's going to be North Carolina. That's tonight. I could also talk about uh, Coach K and the fact that uh, most, if not like every, uh, every member of his team other than one member, Decided not to uh, jump online and, uh, you know, shake hands with the opposition. I know this isn't a sports show, but I brought that up to my brothers. And my brother Brian always sticks up for the, you know, the, 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 high, the high moral compass of the families. Well, yeah, they were celebrating, meaning North Carolina, really. They, they didn't pay any attention to the assembly line of, of shakes. They were out there celebrating. It's like, no, there was a lot of guys who got online on North Carolina and assembled and shook the hands of Coach K. There was one player on Duke that followed suit. One. Sometimes you just got to just like, you know, sometimes, yeah, I don't know about you. Certain members of every given family always give you a hard time. I don't know what it is. So I said, no. I was going to send a link. I said, no, that's obnoxious. But anyway, Coach K, I mean, you know, it's, it's like one of those things. They were talking about it on sports radio earlier today. If you're going to lose a game after a 40-plus year career and you make it to the Final Four, whether or not you make it to the final game, which they didn't, that's just the fact that you made it to the Final Four is enough. And yet, if you, looked at the, if you looked at Coach K's face, not to mention his wife, it looks like they, their house just burned down. It was so sad. Again, if you saw the game on Saturday, you know what I'm talking about. It, it was so dejecting. Now, the only thing I can think of is like, well, they lost to their biggest rival. You know, the Yankees don't want to go to the end, end of the uh, playoffs 
and lose to anybody, but they definitely don't want to lose to Boston or, for that matter, Houston. So that's discouraging. I get it, but that's that's the game. But you know, when it comes right down to it, they they never. I never knew this, but uh, Duke, Duke never matched up with North Carolina, the Tar Heels, ever in the tournament, in the modern day tournament. Can you believe that? It never happened, and yet it happened on his final game. So I guess that's why he was discouraged. So many people, so many haters. I'm not one of them. I was actually rooting for him. But when I saw the Duke players react like that, I said, ah, good for you. Good, I'm glad you lost. Was it, didn't Syracuse like, beat the crap out of the Tar Heels in the second time they saw them? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think they did. I mean, that can happen. It does happen. But uh, nonetheless, tonight's going to be an exciting game. And not to mention, uh, many people are going to be watching the Steve Weed Network uh, during the council meeting. Uh, Stewart's last week announced that they're going to scale down the original plan. They're going to go from, like, I don't know, 10 pumps to 6, something like that, in order to get underneath the radar of zoning. I don't know about you folks, but last week, I, I, I don't know why. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you got to, like, you know, have someone else drive or jump into an Uber or just walk around the neighborhood to see what you've been missing, see what you have not been observing. I remember, you know, short time that I worked in New York City after I graduated college making $4 an hour somewhere up there on 3rd Avenue for John Wiley and Sons, I, uh, I remembered I was just, I was so, in, you know, I was, I, 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 I just wanted to get to the subway. I, I walked home every day, uh, what, well, to the subway from my office at the time. It wasn't my office, it was my cubicle. And uh, one day I just, you know, I just decided to look up, you know, waiting to go across the street at 42nd Street, go, going to the, one of the, the closest uh, train station. I looked up and I said, there's the Chrysler building. I said, geez, I pass by here every day. I didn't know that. Always looking straight ahead. Got to get to work. Got to get home. Got to get a token ready. And uh, I looked up and I said, wow, sometimes you've got to smell the cough. Sometimes you've got to look around you and see what's going on. I remember a couple of crazy people in New York would just like stop me. And they weren't crazy. I'm, I'm being facetious. But they, they would just look at me while I'm standing there with this kind of sullen look on my face. This is smile. I said, oh, okay. I guess I should. I, I guess I didn't realize that. Well, the other day I was driving along and I finally looked around and I just looked at all these houses that are just unoccupied, just falling apart. They don't have a for sale sign out front. They're just there. So Sharon and I, you know, at the time when we met back in uh, late 99, we, you know, we were renting an apartment, the same apartment building, living in sin, all that stuff. And, you know, from time to time, this is back in the early 2000s. So, so, so 2000, 2001, 2002, we would go on walks. And it was very interesting. I love walking, especially on a nice day, talking. We've, we do it a lot. And I just remember the, the uh, just the improportionate amount of empty houses. Again, this is in the early 2000s, uh, before 9-11. And then after, immediately after 9-11, you know, the housing community around here was awful. It was just terrible. The economy was just lackluster, to say the least. Uh, a lot of homes unoccupied, beautiful homes. And then, uh, and then after 9-11, things, things certainly changed. But uh, it took a while. It took like three, four years before like, the average house that would average, I don't know, anywhere between sixty-five dollars and $80,000 all of a sudden went between $90,000 and $130,000 and then up. But, and then, uh, then uh, it, it just got worse. 
And then the expansion, uh, remember, you know, uh, um, Don Alexander and others in the JCI, it wasn't the JCI idea, whatever, they made the huge announcement. They said, uh, look out by the year 2009, 2010, we're going to have enough housing around here for soldiers, their families, and then some. Well, they did. And, you know, you talk to people in real estate today, real estate is doing very, very well even before COVID, during COVID, and it still continues to be that way. But I can't understand, well, if, if, if real estate is doing so well, then why is it three out of like 20 houses is unoccupied in Watertown, New York? Ghost houses. Why are one, one out of eight homes looking like they're, they're, they're just falling, like ready to fall down? Now, I'm just throwing numbers out there, but it, 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 I, I mentioned the early 2000s when, you know, there were a lot of abandoned homes and the costs of homes were a lot less than they, they became. I wonder, are we, are we going back there? Are we already there? Because like I said, driving around, I finally looked up and I started noticing. I said, wow, that house needs to be in great shape. It's no longer going along Academy Street, Lower Boyd Street. And if you live there, please excuse me. Look, I live near the park. He says, oh, boy, la-di-da near the park. He says, no, not as la-di-da as you might think. One, two blocks away, there's just empty lots. There's a, there's a house that went on fire about at least four or five years ago. It's still there. It's still standing. I don't get that. So it, it worries me. I don't want to just come here and be doom and gloom on a Monday. But uh, I just, what, I mean, here is we're talking about what could we do with an empty lot in Washington Street, and people are fighting it. And then we read that a lot of people protesting don't even live there. They live somewhere else. I said, oh, what are, the, what are you thinking? That's, that's going to ruin your day when you drive along Washington Street and you, knew, you see a new convenience store on a lot that just sat there because two, three homes just, just, just fell apart and they were forced to, to tear them down? Where are we? Just the, the whole idea of a city is to have as many people that are actually paying taxes for every lot. We talked to a guy who called up what about a month ago. He says, Glenn, there's a reason why these houses aren't being uh, rebuilt on empty lots. Zoning changes. Can't be too close to your neighbor's house. You can't be too close to the, to the curb. So where does that get us? And yet, is there any desire for a, bu- a builder or developer to come in here and, 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 and build a house for, for a family of five? On, on Academy Street or on Winslow, wherever. Are, are there? The county's numbers overall, I don't believe, went down in the last census, but Watertown did. So the county's doing great to some degree. It used to do better. We, I mean, eventually, you know, Fort Trump or the town of Luray is actually going to be bigger uh, than, than Watertown. If you combine one of those two townships that essentially make up Fort Trump, it's Luray and Pamelia, right? Am I missing? Am I missing any? Anybody alive tonight? Give me a shout. How many? How many townships? You know, uh, their Route 11 strip between uh, Route 342 and uh, the new interstate there at the entrance to Fort Drum. For what is that? For, not 41. Whatever it is. That's the new Arsenal Street. You know, McDonald's, Arby's, Burger King. You know, Wendy's, car dealerships. It's a big. It's a big row. Rough row. When I got up here, you know, a long time ago, that was just a long strip with no divider, and it was very sparse. Now it's turning into the second uh, Arsenal Street, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, getting back to what I said, you know, once they overdeveloped, and they were building all those Morningstar homes up on Fort Drum and all, all these developments from outside entities from other states like Colorado, Utah, God bless them. You know, money is money as long as it stays within the, New, you know, within the United States, but seems like all that attention shifted up north towards Fort Drum. 
So as a consequence, we have a lot of empty homes around Watertown. So, you know, we can talk all we want about an empty lot in Washington Street, and that's obviously taking up a lot of people's attention in recent days, and well, it should. But the real real problem we have here, this is no knock on council. This isn't their fault. This is, this is the fault of upstate New York, and we're living it. A combination of other things, like overdevelopment up, up in the town of Luray. There's no, there's no reason for a soldier that, you know, in E3 through E6 to, to buy a home in Watertown where he's going to have to spend another 20 minutes to get to work every day. He or she might have that desire to live in a community close to the schools, you know, close to the park. But, you know, for the most part, no, they just want the convenience of living in a place that's less than 10 minutes away from the gate. And who can blame them? So that seems to be the real, real fo- uh, lack of focus these days that we, we uh, I, for one, I, you know, I don't pay attention until until one day I just started looking around. I said, like, wow, there's nobody living on this block anymore. There's nobody here. And no wonder we're under 24,000 people from the, we lost, what, 4,500 people from one census. I dare say it's probably higher than that. But anyway. I digress. 20 minutes after the hour here on a Monday edition of the Live at Five show. If you want to call me, by all means. Uh, yesterday's uh, bridal show at the Elks Club went very, very well. We want to congratulate everyone. Who was there. I could not make it. I just, I just can't kick what I have. So I, I just, I've been talking to you about this. And, uh, you know, f- uh, most of the last two weeks of March were a struggle. It's, I should say the last 10 days of March. And then it just continued. It kind of goes up and down. So I don't want to labor you with my issues, but... Uh, so I went to uh, Quick Med again this weekend, and I got a test, and it came back negative. I just wanted to see if I had uh, not, not just COVID. I wanted to know if I had tuberculosis because I just can't sleep. It's just awful. It sucks. So right now I'm on uh, a different uh, drug. I'm on, I'm, on, uh, I'm on all types of Huey Lewis drugs right now. And so I'm in la-la land, la-la land. But I was able to uh, do a couple of things. I went up north uh, working on some projects. But then I just took it easy Sunday, and, and I, then last night I started working on a couple of things. But nonetheless, I'm going to need your help today, just like this phone call right here, wherever it is. I have no idea. We're going to find out right now. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? What's happening, man? Hey, I wonder about, um, I read in Sunday's paper, uh, somebody complaining about that they rebuilt the uh, the Bill Stadium, yeah. and the taxpayers pay for it. Right. And saying, uh, the question is, isn't that good for the city and the state and everybody? And don't they make the money back? Because don't they have to pay um, rent for it and taxes on it? And everybody goes there, spends money. Isn't it good for everybody? I don't know. Well, okay. Well, first of all, the big complaint is is that the the owner of the the bills is a billionaire, and yet you know it, it, his stadium that he wants, unless and if he doesn't get it, he's going to move to Toronto or some other crappy fo- football town. Uh, it, you know, so people complain. So why should a billionaire be given public money and bonds and all this stuff and infrastructure uh, uh, for one? By the way, they're going to build this new stadium for one point three billion, and it doesn't have a roof on it. Jeff mentioned that the other day. That's a lot of money. Uh, so that's that's the complaint. Why give a billionaire a billion to, to so he can make more money? In answer to your question, yes, it does come back. But remember, it takes a long time to come back. There's a lot of maintenance on that. Not to mention to build it, and then uh, from that point on, you got to you got to wait a long time to get that money back. But I can tell you this much: the Buffalo Bills will start making dividends on day one. 
right away. They, they get those box seats and executive boxes, uh, so forth and so on. So it, that's what people are complaining about. I don't blame them. And, and it's not just in Buffalo. It's everywhere. Subsidized stadiums oh, yeah, from, from yeah. owners, owners and, like yeah. that. And a lot of rich people are getting, like, kickbacks and money right. off of this. Right. Somehow it's crooked. But, um, not to mention the NFL gets a lot of kickbacks, too. You know, ta- tax uh, incentives, uh, you know, a lot. It's, it's amazing what they get. <sighs> but whatever. What are you going to do? But uh, that's Yeah, a- well, you know, and all these rich athletes and stuff, I love Dave Winfield when he said, yeah. I'm going to sign with the Yankees if you make the foundation where the poor kids in the, in the neighborhood yeah. around Yankee Stadium get free tickets and free hot dogs and sodas right. to go to the game. And um, Yeah, he pushed that and he got that. And that's great. Uh, that's very true. And, and here's the other thing. Remember, Starnberg and I wanted to move the uh, Yankees rather out of Yankee Stadium back in the back in the 80s because there was lackluster fan support. The crime rate was awful. Crappy neighborhood. Uh, but uh, you know that Dave, Derek Jeter and Joe Torre saved that saved the day uh, by bringing the championship back to New York. And about ten, twelve years later, they built the new stadium right where it should be, right in the Bronx. So it made the well, neighborhood. I, better. I used to go games back then. Yeah, I lived. Imagine going to Jersey. He was on Long Island. I'm in Jersey, but I could get from my apartment to Yankee Stadium in less than a half hour. Yeah, and then Shea Stadium in less than two hours, and uh, it didn't cost all that much. Right. This back in the 80s, but still, though, all them owners and athletes make too much money. Yeah, but I, it, I want to go to the Rabbits game this summer. Oh, yeah, the, 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 these kids make no money. But again, they've got to start somewhere, and if they make it to the, NF, uh, to the, N, uh, to the MLB... Uh, they make a lot of money. So, you know, the, it's all commensurate with your skill level. Hey, you know what? Rush Limbaugh said it earlier, years ago. Earlier. He's no longer with us. He said that if you break it down, that, you know, an individual baseball player is essentially just another manager to a major corporation. And, you know, when you, when you compare, like, you know, uh, vice presidents and managers and presidents of big, big Fortune 500 companies, they make a tremendous amount of money, too. Uh, so, you know, really, at the end of the day, the Yankees are just employees of big, big companies, billion-dollar corporations that happen to get multi-million-dollar contracts for batting 240 every year and, and, and with the ability to, to, to play at least 150 games a year. So that's what it all comes down to. It's all commensurate with what's coming in through the gate. And, um, and, and the same thing with why women wonder why they don't get the, uh, as much money as the men. It's, it comes down to raw dollars. That's all. No one's watching a WNBA. No one's watching girls' soccer. Not enough, at least, to make it to make it worth it to, for you to be paid like like other people. But anyway, uh, hopefully that answers yeah, your question. Yeah, people got buy the tickets. Right. And uh, you know what I love? A lot of these athletes are a little. I'll use a big word on you, Philip Philip Pantrick. That gives some money back to their community yes. and stuff. Yes, they and are. And that's what I like to see. I like to see that, too. And you see that a lot in the NFL. Well, thank you, my friend. Thanks for the uh, for the heads up on all that stuff. That's very good. He's right. Uh, and uh, billionaires shouldn't be given a billion dollars to build a stadium. Some, some, uh, some places, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Snyder... The guy that owns the uh, the Reds, what the team originally referred to as the Washington Redskins, I think he built his own stadium with his own money. People condemn him, 
you know, people talk about him all the time in, in, a, in very not, not in the most flattering way. But uh, he's, you know, you, you got to give the guy credit. He's, he stood his ground. By the way, what is the name of the team? Did they change the name of the team? Of the, I know the, 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 the Cleveland Indians are the, now the Guardians. What are the Redskins? What, what, did they, what did they decide on that? Does anyone know? What are the Washington? And then they changed it for the, uh, the Washington football team. I wish they just kept it at that. But they didn't. Speaking of football, Colin Kaepernick wants to get back into the game. He even, he's, he's willing to be a backup quarterback. Apparently, his Netflix deal is, is faltering, uh, just like the Obamas. There are movies that they've been producing since they signed a huge contract. Uh, I don't think any of them got nominated. There was 10 movies that were nominated for Best Picture. None of them were, uh, were Best Picture nominations, or rather, were from the Obamas. Or, for that matter, Colin Kaepernick. So he, he wants to get back into the game. He doesn't care. You know, here it is. He, he called, called the NFL a bunch of slave masters. That doesn't really get you back in the game, but you'd be surprised. He'll probably come back in somewhere. Who knows? Who would, who would pick him? Name a liberal, liberal city that would take him. You know, maybe Seattle. You know, they just traded off Wilson. Maybe they might need a backup up there. Uh, definitely not Denver, although, you know, Denver does have its, its uh, you know, its liberal pockets. Not to, not to mention the, the city of Denver. And uh, I met a woman this past weekend from Austin, Texas. So a story about how Austin is, is growing in leaps and bounds. That in Nashville the f- and, and uh, Ar- uh, Phoenix, Arizona, the fastest growing cities in America. So a story recently where on Fox where they, they, they just couldn't catch up. They have their, their airport is not big enough. The city managers never saw this coming. So that's an interesting problem to have. That's exactly the opposite of what Watertown's experiencing right now, unfortunately. All right, so no one's calling in. Uh, Let's do this. Let's do a break. Uh, We have a lot of uh, uh, advertisers, not to mention people running for office. So let's do that. You're listening to the Live at Five show. It's at the bottom of the hour, folks, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, it's your fave, Leela Fave from FX Caprera Honda. Looks like the weather's finally starting to break and the sun's about to shine. We've all waited long enough to get a few bucks back from the government. How about in Congress? I'm Chris Jacobs, and I approve this message. Paid for by Jacobs for Congress. Uh, welcome back. Uh, someone's on the phone. Let's go to the phones right now and see who that is. Oh, oh do, 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 reach over and do the better job, Glenn. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Glenn. I got the answer for you for Washington. They're the commanders now. They're the commanders. That's right. The, the Washington commanders. What's the significance? They couldn't decide if it was going to be the Bidens or the Obamas so uh, with the commanders instead. How about the Ron Claines? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But Atlanta Braves, they're still there, and the Kansas City Chiefs still got their name. Yeah, not to mention a lot of college teams like uh, you know Florida State there. Uh, so that's that's good. But eventually, that's going to go by. But who could forget the uh, the Golden State Warriors too? Um, that that seems yeah. to be illegal, but uh, yeah. All right. So yeah. the, the well, who knows? Yes, who knows? Is yes, right. it's the commanders. That's it. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for the update. Thank you, sir. You got it, Glenn. I love your show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate that. Really do. I'm just. I mean, kind of a blur today. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn. Did you hang up on me? I I probably did by accident. Sorry. Okay. I didn't uh, mean that. I want to talk mean. about the. Uh, GIs buying houses in my neighborhood. Yeah. It's a middle class neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Nothing big deal. 
And uh, we've seen many soldiers in our neighborhood. In fact, last year, two uh, young GIs bought houses yeah. with their families in this in my neighborhood. Right. So I don't know where you're talking about. There's a lot of soldiers and their families inside this city. In certain areas, maybe not. Now, me and you have talked before about 801 housing. is different, though. I just just didn't interject. Going, Remember, 801 used to be big. i you again. Yeah. yeah. Nobody in their right mind would spend two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand to put a house up today mm-hmm. on these side streets. It isn't going to happen. You could tear them all down. Nobody's going to put up a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home next to these broken down houses on Winslow Street and all in that area. I grew up there, yeah. and the houses are a mess. But you can't expect somebody to tear a house down and then spend that kind of money against uh, put up uh, next to the, all these dumps. It's not going to happen. Anybody spending money, Glenn, that kind of money, it's going to build outside of Watertown, around the area. Not too far, but there's a couple of housing tracks and um, all up by HC and, and over off Washington Street that have houses that are probably 500000 or maybe more. Mm-hmm. But they all, you they all look like that. So I mean, I don't know where you're coming from, but nobody in their right mind would spend that kind of money to put on Winslow Street. That's a and lot of money. That's a lot of money. It's a nice, nice neighborhood. If my house burned down right now, yeah, um, nobody's going to spend that kind of money to put the house where my house was. Did you say? Did you say two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to build a house on a fifty foot lot in Watertown? You serious? Oh, easy. You have you heard the cost of building a home right now? Well, I, I know it's right now it's not the time to be building. I agree with that. But two hundred fifty thousand of oh. um, lumber and materials and labor—it's awful. Nobody could could spend that. You know, the regular person well, couldn't come up with that kind of money. Well, to, what, to build a home, so, or even get a loan for that kind of money. Even under Trump, so, even uh, hear me out though. Even under Trump, when, when it was uh, considerably less, I mean, we're having this 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 uh, inflation rate skyrocket in the last 15, 16 months. But even under Trump, when things were a lot ch- cheaper to to, to to build, you're not going to spend two hundred thousand dollars for a fifty foot lot. You're not going to do it. And you would need a developer no. that, to, to to make sure that each each unit, like the Baileys, you know, you know how they are. Each of these houses were worth double what they were built for. Uh, you know, that's what we need. We need some concerted effort to to have developers instead of building all these these uh, w- you know thin wind, wood projects up on top of the hill or in Fort Drum to do the same thing here, build communities. But it's just not going to happen, especially now. To your credit, you're right. Uh, but they're going. They, you might find somebody to build a community, but it isn't going to be inside Watertown. The housing is way over 100 years old, most of it, mm-hmm. except up on Ive Street and those places. Right. Now, even my house is, um, it was built in 1945, and it's modern, yeah. but it built in 1945. Right. And these houses over on Winslow, Franklin and stuff, they're way over 100 years old, right. and they would not look anything close to a new home. Even if you, you put a ranch among all them big, giant homes, it looked terrible. Well, the, so yeah, that's it, why yeah. they wouldn't spend that kind of money because nobody else in their right mind is going to buy them in those neighborhoods. It's just not going to happen if they build housing that's got to be on the rim of Watertown and you make a community mm-hmm. like they did behind Harvey's Hots. There's two communities behind Harvey's Hots. They're beautiful, 
But you got to spend that big, huge money right. to uh, get a house like they have. Have you ever rode out there? Yeah, I know. Near the cemetery road, yes. It's very yeah, nice out there. Tagwood's there, nice, too. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're all. The normal guy like me, I, I mean, I couldn't afford that money. It's a lot of money. No way. Yeah. So, no, okay, no. Glenn, we uh, talked again. All right, thanks. Thanks. Uh, well, okay, so uh, what do we do? You know, I mean, this, my, my words, this discussion have been extracted and put on News Junkie on, on, on at least three. I, I, I can't even count the number of times that I've discussed this with that gentleman and others. And it comes down to maybe it's just wishful thinking. Maybe I'm just a sentimental, sentimental slob just trying to figure out an answer here. I mean, are there any answers? I mean, I'm somewhat resolute with the fact that uh, liberal uh, woke behavior, woke America has not only winning, but they've already won. I mean, the stuff coming out of Disney and, and how, they, how they relabeled that, that, that law down there in Florida is the don't say gay bill and everyone's jumping on the bandwagon about it. Oh, my God. So, you know, here it is. I, I'm resolute with one, give up, and yet I'm not giving up on Watertown, and yet that caller says you might as well give up on it. And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. He's the man is right. You know, I'm Frank Pantangeline. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Corleone did this. Corleone did that. You're on the air. Hey, Glenn. I heard something interesting the other day. I was listening to the Blue Jays and the Pirates broadcast. Oh, my God. It was on the what a Pittsburgh uh, uh, network. Yeah. And they were talking about Watertown. Were they really? Yeah, one of the guys brought up Watertown. What about Stewart's? Uh, <laughs> when they first started. Yeah. And he was saying how horrible the field was and everything. Yeah, yeah. Great. And it's, it's so he was ironic. talking about how uh, they had to go away for a week when they had the fair and they had right. to smash up derby there yeah. afterwards. And <laughs> they were finding spark plugs and everything. So <laughs> they were saying that was a really bad place to play. Oh, my God. Jeez, and you know, you know, yeah, isn't that discouraging to hear something? Because first of all, uh, yeah, they they moved the the demolition derby late years later, but they yeah they used to have it there on the field. Of course, it used to be yep. a used to be a track, uh, but the, that's funny. And it, it, and now, if you go on it, and it, it, when when uh, the Indians play there, and when the college college teams play, they, everyone says it's one of the best maintained fields in the world. Back in the day, it was different, but that's just another black eye story for. Uh, and yeah, who, in, who in their right mind would actually be mentioned. hearing that? It's, it's amazing you were listening to that. I mean, nobody from Watertown was listening to that game at that time than you. So I'm glad you well, caught can, that. The only thing I, I, you can't get the, I couldn't get the Blue Jays one because I like the Blue Jays and I couldn't get it. It was on uh, Sirius and I was listening to it on, uh, so the Pirates ones was right, Here we go. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at my recorder. I, I put, put this on the podcast at Mitcom. And then it just stopped right in front of me. I was listening to a game years ago. Actually, it was on TV. And, and Kenny Singleton, who you know, uh, talked mm-hmm. very favorably about not only just Watertown, but the Thousand Islands area. And he went on and on and on about it. This was years ago. And uh, I sent him uh, my history video of, of Watertown and pictures. Uh, again, this was like 18 years ago. And uh, it was, I don't know if he ever saw it, but he, he talked about because he used to play for the farm system out of Rochester. And when they went up to Canada, they would get their gas, their, their bus filled here and then go over the border. But he said, yeah, Watertown was beautiful and the Thousand Islands. He went on. He, he's, he talked about it at least three, four times during broadcast. But in your case, it's right. another example of how, you know, oh, Watertown, we don't want to play up there. They found spark, spark plugs in the, in the infield. Uh, and it just reminds me of my brother-in-law who's always like a Debbie Downer, kind of like how I was earlier. 
Uh, he just uh, he he was in the uh, he what are the, what, what they call it? The, the reserve uh, back in the seventies. He's ten years older than I am, uh, so he was in the army reserve. So every month he, he was a weekend warrior, and then for two weeks out of the year he would come up here uh, to Fort Drum. And every time ev- I would have to hear this from my brother-in-law all the time. Oh yeah, Watertown. Oh my God, what a dump. I was like, you know, Ron, Ron, just shut up. Why do I have to hear this? You're always miserable. And he said, yeah, there was a bunch of hicks all beating up on the soldiers. There were strip joints all over the place. You know, because back in the 70s, this really was, in essence, Pottersville. You know, I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a very decadent, crappy town. It really was, but most cities were during the 70s. The 70s were the adolescence of the old age. Of the, of the new age, I should say, and that, you know, we went out of the, you know, the, the 50s and 60s and then the, se- the crappy late 60s and 70s rolled around. Watertown, Newark, New York City. New York City went bankrupt in the 70s. But people like picking on small towns like ours. You know, I remember I, I, I told someone years ago, I was down in New York, I'm in Watertown. I was, oh, is that near Utica? I go, yeah, it's 80 miles away. Oh, that Utica, what a crappy town that was. It empowers people. To make to mock other places that they know nothing about, they don't care about it. And again, f- quite frankly, I'm guilty of it too. But it's discouraging. It really is. That's why I try to put my sentimental cap on and say, "What if we could rebuild these things?" And of course, the caller chimed in earlier and gave me a dose of reality. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. By the year 2030, we'll all be talking Chinese. Watertown will have less than 15. Th- will look like Ogdensburg. I don't know what the hell is going to happen here. But at least I'm trying. You know, I'm trying. Exactly. You know, we could make we can we can mock Cliff only all we want, but at least he's trying. If he could just try as hard as you know as he does all those mean memes against uh, Mayor Jeff Smith, that would be great. But he's trying, so God bless him for that. Well, thanks for the call. Great, great call. I'm glad you heard that conversation. That's awesome. Not a problem. I love hearing stories like that. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, no, I, I was had a miscommunication. Uh, miscommunication. I thought you just called me. Are you serious? Boy, something strange. All right, thanks. Thank you very much. Something strange going on. Amy, uh, Amy Horton says, Glenn, you sent, me, you sent me a picture last night. I said, I did? Yeah, you sent it after midnight. I'm like, what? What after midnight? And then last, it, I, is someone... So, something's going on. I have an, uh, another friend of mine. He says, Glenn, you sent me a text last night. Was this you? I'm like, no. It makes me look creepy. I'm not a creepy guy. But strange stuff's been happening. I don't know what it is. I've seen a lot of strange things here. 15 minutes before the hour. If you want to chime in before my next break, by all means. I was listening to the hotline show today. It's, you know. As under the weather as I am, I, I had to listen to the hotline, of course. It's in the background. So uh, Jeff was, you know, I don't know, going from one one silent uh, <laughs> area to another. And then uh, Dave Mance called in. And you can't, you can't, you know, for, you know Dave Mance is Dave Mance. He, he'll be 110 and still have that deep, hey, Jay, Mayor Jeff Graham, what's going on, Jeff Graham? And it just seemed like by the end of the conversation, Jeff couldn't wait to get rid of him. I mean, he had to do a commercial break and whatnot. That's, I, I get that. But uh, that was an interesting discussion. Uh, so that was today. I haven't heard uh, Dave's voice in a very, very long time. 
So it's just one of those days. I don't know if I can't say that the Hotline Show, or for that matter, this show that's going on right now, is is a stellar performance by, by any means. But uh, sometimes it just matches the day itself. An overcast Monday here in uh, northern New York. Oh, okay, so the one thing, I don't have the article in front of me, but I can at least talk about it. I've been meaning to speak about this. I had it ready for Friday. I wish I brought it up. But uh, the, the state, uh, and I, I, I guess the, the Republicans finally woke up and said, look, the redistricting, the ge- gerrymandering that went on uh, with redistricting, not just the congressional, but all the districts, the state districts, the assembly, the state, uh, the, the state senate districts, uh, and who could forget, uh, my, I, I've been going on ad nauseum about this new redistricting with the, what will be the new 24th district led by, you've heard the con- Congressman Jacobs now for over a month here on AM 1240. He ultimately is going to be our, our, um, our representative in Congress. And it's discouraging because it is gerrymandering at its worst. And uh, Albany doesn't care. New York City doesn't care. But somehow or other, the Republicans managed to convince some judge to bring it, you know, to, to protest it. So more than likely, that's not going to happen. That said, at least they're, they're, they're going to fight it or someone's going to fight it. I keep looking at the new 24th district and how in the world that we're associated now with the suburbs of, of Buffalo. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but when you gerrymander, when you completely circumvent Monroe County, the home of one of the most dangerous cities in the country, that being Rochester. Uh, boy, they have all types of problems in Rochester. Not to mention one of their own hitmen just just got loose the other day. Uh, he, he, uh, they're looking for him. There was uh, 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 like, uh, like a hitman from the mob. You know, Roch- Rochester was w- well known for, for its uh, 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 underground syndicate, syndicate uh, 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 Italian families and so forth. Remember years ago, back in the '80s, seeing an interview on the Tom Snyder show of a beautiful, beautiful woman from Rochester, and she talked about how this this local Italian gangster stood up for her at a bar one time and almost killed a man. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I digress. So anyway, Rochester is a mess. It's a complete mess. But because of the new redistricting, they will forever have uh, uh, a Democratic uh, a congressional leader, and that's what all that's what all these idiots down there in Albany did when they you know it, it's 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 absurd. So they, they went completely around Monroe County, and they needed to obviously uh, fit the mode of 730000 per per district. So they stole it from Oswego County, went right up the coast of the Lake Ontario, and, uh, and, took, uh, and took Jefferson County with it. And, and people, a lot of people are ambivalent to it. A lot of people just don't care. Ah, whatever. What are you going to do? Glenn? You can't fight. Je- je- it's absurd. How in the world we can have North Country values and have two congressional people representing a little podunk area like ours? That's absurd. You know, you, you cross the border into St. Lawrence County. You're going into Elise Stefanik's di- district. And, and you, you cross into ours, and you're, you're in a district that's represented by a guy that's also represented, uh, representing, rather, you know, uh, parts of Buffalo. And it doesn't represent any part of Rochester, which is closer to us. I'm just thankful that they're fighting it, that this, there might be an outside chance that could change. It probably won't, but at least someone's speaking up and say, this is absurd. It really is. So let's do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show. We'll be back. Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tile? Uh, welcome back. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, of course, was the uh, the Grammys were on last night. Oop, wrong, wrong button, Glenn. 
The Grammys were on last night. And yes, yours truly, along with the lovely Sharon, watched it. Waiting for someone to get slapped. Uh, Noah, Be- what's his name? Not Noah Berry, sorry. He was from the Rockf- Rockford Files. Uh, Noah something, I forget his name. He actually did a good job. He stayed away from politics. He didn't make any Trump jokes. I was kind of surprised. I thought he did a very, very good job. Overall, I thought he did much better than the three uh, Yentas that were, were that were hosting the, the Oscars last week, including Wanda Sykes. I saw a little bit more about the Oscars and that opening uh, that Sharon and I had missed, so I saw it again a couple days later. It's amazing how someone like Whoopi said that, you know, the girls did a brilliant job. They were brilliant. It's brilliant. It's just that everyone's so full of crap in Hollywood. It were not brilliant. Wanda Sykes, in fact, missed, I don't know, two, three cues in the first 10 minutes. That's inexcusable because you go up there, you got cue cards, you got teleprompters all over the place. They're bigger than a, than a road map you know, on, on a, in a conference table. You could see them from a mile away, and she still missed her cues. And she's got that horrible voice. So whatever, I don't want to go back to that, that miserable night with uh, the slap and so forth. So I, we watched the, uh, the Grammys last night. And I, every year I just sound like a grumpy old white guy. Oh, my God, I don't know who. Dave Mance mentioned that today in his discussion, like, which it went on and on, uh, with, the, uh, with Jeff today. I said, well, I don't know any of the performers, but you got to watch the Grammys. Right, right Jeff, man? Uh, which he didn't, but a lot of people didn't. The ratings were, were in the tank. And, again, recently there was a woman in the stands watching a, 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 I guess it was a swim meet with that uh, Leah Thompson guy. And she was arguing, well, this, that's a man. That's a boy. He's, 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 a, he's a man. And someone said, what are you, a, uh, you know, uh, I forget what he asked her. And she says, well, I, I'm not a veterinarian, but I know what a dog looks like. A biologist. That's what he asked her. And it's the same thing. So I'm not a musician. I can't play a lick of any. I can't sing. I can't, I can't do anything. But I do recognize good music. So when you're listening to like these slow bow, every, every, no name, four foot nothing girl goes up on stage with a microphone in her hand. And she starts singing this song that has really, I guess, I guess what, what I look for is melody and the hook. A song starts off, it builds up, and then it goes into the chorus. Then, then at some time or another, it's got instrumental and comes right back into it. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it fades out at the end or cold ending, whichever, in these radio terms. But nine times out of nine, with the exception of the country songs, which suck too, but at least there's some effort to create melody, all of the songs are some rhythm. It's not even rhythm and blues. It's some girl, and everyone's cheering, going, woo, woo, blah, blah, blah. Beautiful girl, four foot nothing, silky black hair, perfect teeth. That's great. That's important. You, you, you can't look like Mama Cass these days, who actually had talent and a singing voice. But if, God forbid, if you, know, you go out there looking like her, it's not going to happen. Although Adele exactly wasn't a size five, uh, but everyone loved her because she had a gorgeous face and she had that sa- song, hello, this, that, and the other thing. Then she loses 60 pounds and no one cares about her anymore. Just like Roseanne Barr. Oh, God, you're not fat like we are. We don't care about you anymore. So I'm just the, the, no melody, no hook, nothing. It's it's like no one's gonna be humming these songs tomorrow. No one's gonna be humming them a year from now. And God forbid if there's a radio station that you know is dedicating its its music just to the early 2000s, 30, 40, 50 years from now, if radio still exists or Spotify or whatever, 
Jim would go crazy when he hears that. I don't think there's no way in the world they're going to capitalize on songs that were made in the last 20 years, particularly right now. I sound like a broken record, but somehow or other we we labored through it because you know on a Sunday night, what else are you going to watch? If you're not a Netflix uh, subscriber or Peacock or HBO, whatever Paramount, you're pretty much stuck with you know the normal the regular channels. So once again, as a sentimental person that I am, I'm thinking, well, you know, Grammys have some merit to them. I remember watching the Grammys when I was a kid. You know, I keep on going back to that. I keep on wanting to find some type of connection to the way the world was. But every time I try, it just doesn't seem to happen. Now, by the way, don't worry about me. I'm not, like, having crazy thoughts or anything. It sounds that way, perhaps. But it would be nice. So at one point, they actually did sing a song I recognized, and it was actually in, it was during the, the se- a segment where they're paying tribute to those who died. It wasn't Amazing Grace either. It was something else. I said, oh, my God, a song I recognize. It's got melody. It's got a hook. And, and actually, the, last night, the best performance were by the seven uh, South Koreans. You know, the boy band out of South Korea? South Korea still has boy bands are like 10, 10, 12 years behind everybody else, maybe 15 years. We don't have boy bands anymore. We just have four-foot-nothing girls with either blonde hair or platinum blonde hair singing a song that starts off real slow, continues to be real slow, and then ends real slow. It just, there's no beginning, there's no middle, and there's no end. It's just, it's just a beginning. And, everyone, and then people are up standing up and applauding. Oh, wasn't that great? I know every generation has to find greatness in itself. They have to find greatness in itself. And why not? On my generation, I, was just, I happened to be born at a time where, you know, you didn't have to look for it to find talent. You could see it in the movies. You can certainly hear it on the radio. And you could see great actors. They weren't, they weren't the greatest looking in many cases. But they knew how to act. Now everyone is, is perfect looking. And they all whisper to each other. I couldn't watch a lick of, uh, of a lot of the shows that are on HBO because they're always whispering. Game of Thrones, perfect example. Like, what did he just say? I can hear, I can hear the water dropping in the background a lot more, louder than the people talking. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not. I know you try. I know you have to have something that you praise. That's just what every generation does. But it's not. All right, listen, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. One day, Watertown might turn itself around. It's not going to happen tonight. We'll have to see tomorrow what's going on with the, with the uh, council meeting tonight. AM 1240 WE10 in Watertown. Up next, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Matt Piper in New York. 